Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Let's go! This is the Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment on the Palin Fin Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Come along for the saltwater shenanigans. Oh yeah, here we are back again. Another episode of Chasing the Tide saltwater segment here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host Dustin Nichols. Tonight I got my man Mike Fiorenza here with me. What's up, brother? What's happening, bro? Oh, it's happening, man. We're just going to talk a, a smorgasbord of uh, of info tonight. We're going to kind of get into um, the uh, lost art of paddling, it seems like. Um, seems like every time you turn around, you know, there's new and improved pedal drives and, and uh, uh, spot lock trolling motors popping out. But, you know, yeah. deep down and deep down and dirty is uh us redfish guys like to chase the old uh red reds in the marsh via the paddle uh, i like to slide back in there and push pole around and and uh and just creep up on them man you know what what, what do you think about that you know what you say on that i love it i love paddling um <laughs> I, I yeah most of the water i'm in 90 percent of the time you don't have the ability to use drive anyway Exactly. Um, yeah, even, even, and now I've, I've fished with all sorts of drives. I mean, the Wildy drive, the, the, the Jackson drive, the, the Hobie drive. And I know you can flutter the fins in the Hobie, but, man, I, I know I'd destroy that drive in a matter of an hour in half of the uh, <laughs> half of the places I fish. If you saw the yeah. bottom of my kayaks, that you'd, you'd know why. Um, oh, yeah. So it, I like it's paddling. A, it's a, a understatement when he says oyster rash. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Heat guns, <laughs> one of my best friends. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. He heat gun is when a heat gun is your best friend, you know you're you're dragging through some oysters. Uh <laughs> trying to get back to that skinny water. Find those reds lake with the backs out of the water, you know, cruising, blowing up shrimp and mullet, chasing them all over the place, you know. So you yeah. know, that that's that's the, the soul of kayaking to me. That's where it all started. It started with a paddle. You know, yeah, I have my drives. I I, I run you know the flex drive 3d in jackson's and you know it has its, its purpose in place 
you know, fighting the wind and this and that. But, uh, you know, I, I like to get back in the marsh and and, uh, and flow and just kind of just ease through there and creep through there and get some good eats on the redfish. And it, it's just so much, uh, so much more like satisfaction in that, knowing that I, I paddled back there, you know, five miles to get back to these lakes and I'm back there chasing these fish and I got to turn around and paddle five miles back way back <laughs> way to get back There's more satisfaction in it to me that I'm, I'm able to get out there and still do that. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm totally for there being plenty of space in the kayaking world to keep them paddle boats coming. It seems like some of the companies have kind of gotten away from the longer, narrower, style boats like the Kraken 135 <laughs> 11 and 115 mm-hmm. um some of the other wilderness boats um you know everything's went a little bit shorter and wider for stability you know you want to be able to stand up you know and 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 punch baits and when bass fishing you know you need that stability and all that so you know um I hope we'll see a resurgence of of some uh some narrower uh, sleeker kayaks around, you know. I'm, I'm looking, looking. Maybe 2021 for Jackson. Maybe something's going to be sneaking out. I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll, have, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what's what's in the works. Uh, I know they'll they'll there there's talks of limited runs of the Kraken. Um, That's a fantastic you know, boat. Yeah, uh, yeah. Those those are great boat. Yeah. Uh, the 13.5 is super fast, but the the 11.5 is pretty dang. I mean, 13.5 is fast, and then the 15.5, that's what I'm, I got my notes mixed up. Yeah, that thing's a missile. Yeah, the mm-hmm. 13.5 is a smaller one. I got mixed <laughs> up on that for some reason. Uh, I'm brain dead right now. I'm fried from all that sun I've been getting pretty much fishing every day. I've been chasing those green fish this week, so kind of kind of off the normal plan of chasing redfish. I've been chasing the bass all week. Um uh, Man, that, that's it's been on too. It's been some mighty fine fishing, you know. This the water's been crowded. How, how's it been over in your areas? Absolutely, there's there are more people on the water now than I think I've ever seen. Um, there's there's, I mean, kayaks and boats and wade fishing and, and bank fishing and it's all over the place. People got people have a lot more time right now. I mean, they're yeah they're dealing with this. Uh, yeah, like we're all dealing with and, uh, you know, they're getting out and trying to do stuff. I think yeah, it's good for the sport in the long run. Super good for the sport. I know where uh, some dealers are, are, are like selling through all their boats. Like mm-hmm. they're already reordering, you know, and, and the factory at Jackson is, is just now getting starting to ramp back up and allow more workers to come in and they're trying to play catch up because, um, man, stuff is selling. We thought, okay – this is going to be a big blow to our sales for the year. This is that and this and that. And then it's like, man, there's like, I think across the board, everybody, all kinds of kayaks are selling, um, you know? So, I mean, you know, with yeah. all that in general, you know, that you, you go to buy a new kayak, you're going to want to, you know, not just grab some off the wall paddle. You want to actually do some yeah. research and, uh, and find something that fits you and fits your kayak. Um, you know, so yeah. Uh, what are you paddling with right now? So I have a Warner, a Warner Shuna. Um, yeah. I have yeah. a, uh, I have a, 
hybrid paddle stroke between high angle and low angle and uh it's it is the blade that works for me i'm, I'm yeah. pulling a 240 um and uh I, I i dig it i've got a bending branches too um, yeah, I, I use that in the wider. That's a 250. I use that in my my wider boats, my my right. ride 115, and sometimes in the tarpon 130x. Um, yeah. So it it's it's good. I like. Yeah. It's funny when you when I first started out, I had a Carlisle paddle, and I had said, "Wow, this was this was really light." And then I got the Werner, and I was like, "You are." That is no comparison, yeah. right? Oh yeah. And, and really if you're going to hold a paddle for yep. six or eight hours and that's oh, your yeah. motor i mean that's your motor that's your turning your, your mm. i mean it, it is everything you do in the water you are literally holding that the lighter the paddle oh the, yeah the longer you can enjoy being out there the less less fatigue for sure Absolutely. and then i know you mentioned something about the high angle and low angle paddle strokes for the listeners if you're not familiar with that you know a a, a lower angle you know dig into the water it is uh it's more like leisurely uh pace it, it, you're just kind of just horizontally kind of going into the digging into the water just real lightly it, it, you don't get as fatigued as much and everything and then a, a vertical stroke is you're going to be like fully like digging down and like getting that stroke going and kind of getting the reciprocated motion with that paddle or if you have a shorter paddle say like a whitewater kayak or something they're going to mm -hmm. use the vertical strokes and dig in and, and, and turn and, and adjust just getting those feather the blades too yeah and you feather the blades a little bit more yep oh yep. yeah yeah so yeah like you were saying you know there's there's different sizes there's different widths mm -hmm. there's different blade configurations there's different materials i mean there's so much out there you know get something that's light i mean get something that's carbon fiber you know fiberglass and carbon reinforced blades um you know and then by height i mean if you're you know, say your kayak's 29 to 33 inches wide, you know, average size kayaks, you're under 5'5", five, five, you know, you could possibly use like a 235 or 240. Then on up from there, say if you're 5'6 to 5'11", you know, 240, 245 ish centimeters, that is, that's what they measure the kayaks in. I mean, the <laughs> kayak paddles are measured in centimeters. So, and then say six, you're six foot tall and you got, you know, 29 to 33 inch wide kayak, you probably go a 250 to 260. And then it all kind of goes up from there. Say it's like the big rig that I fish out of is 40 inches wide. Plus the elevated I, seat. I'm five, nine and a half and some change mm -hmm. or whatever. And the seat's elevated. And mm -hmm. so even though I, I do paddle that boat a lot, um, you know, I got a 255 or a 260. That's what I would go with, you know, because you want to be able to make adjustments and stuff. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be have a short paddle and you're banging your freaking knuckles on the gunnels when you're trying to turn and stuff. Uh, that yeah. can't happen. So, uh, yeah, just something to look into, you know, something like that. Um, you know, just just go grab a few at one of your local dealers, man. Just go pick up a couple. Don't go. I mean, if, you know, see the difference. Even at Academy, some of the other, you know, Magellan and some of the other lower end bending branches or, or other paddles they'll have in stock there you'll be able to tell a difference you know you'll go pick up that that aluminum uh, shaft aluminum shaft with nylon blades, blades nylon yeah. blades and you'll pick that up and you'll pick one of those carbon fiber ones up and you'll be like whoa you know there's a huge difference so for any of body that's looking into getting into kayak fishing you know you, you there, there's things you gotta you know take into uh, consideration being that you know 
if you are going to have a paddle craft, that's your mode of uh, propulsion. You know, you don't want to, <laughs> you start getting cramps, <laughs> you're stuck, <laughs> you know. And then this, then it all comes down to, you know, uh, safety on the water and, you know, researching, you know, what all you have to have with you on the water too. I mean, there's, there's so many people out there that are trying to get in, that, that are getting into kayak fishing, that are just going and buying, um, you know, just to start a kayak to get going. Yes, I started in a, a, a Perception a Caster 12.5. Yeah, I started in one of those um, yellow, uh, you know, small sit-on top kayaks. And uh, I ended up doing like a black fade on the nose and the uh, – bow and stern so everybody would would call it the bruised banana so (laughs) (laughs) and i car topped it on the top of a little uh you know a little hatchback too so everybody was cracking up and uh you know when i first started when i got into i didn't know i didn't know any better you know i i did buy a decent paddle and i figured it all out you know but but with the the um influx of so much information on the internet youtube videos podcasts <laughs> websites and everything you can do some research and really get you know understand what all you need to have on the water i'm going to tell a little story back in in the in the you know the it was in january late january early february <clears throat> I, I was launching at a at a particular place where i like to go chase some pretty pretty big trout that time of year and there was four or five guys you know, had got out of trucks and they were loading, unloading these, you know, they had a couple of catch 100s and some little Mm -hmm. kayaks and it was well before sunrise. And, you know, I'm on, I'm getting mine rigged up. I get my light turned on, you know, I got all my stuff, got my PFD, got everything ready. You know, in Texas, you got to have a signaling device, like a whistle or a horn or something with you. Also, you have to have that 360 light on and visible, uh, in, uh, twilight hours and before, you know, before dawn and after dusk. And uh, these guys, you know, I was just, you know, trying to help. Hey, man, how are y'all doing? You know what? And they were asking, you know, about the, you know, they saw I had like more than one rod. And they're like, dude, how many rods? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I got a topwater rod. I got a one with a corky fat boy. I got one with a plastic. You know, I don't like to retie when I'm on the water. It, it, Efficiency. It's waste, you're wasting time. You got to be organized. Everything has to be within arm's reach, you know. And so um, I was like, yeah, man. I was like, yeah, you got PFD. You know, you got to have one with you. If you don't wear it, it's still got to be on your kayak. Or are y'all y'all good to go on that? No, man, we don't even have no PFD. We don't got no life jacket. I was like, well, I said the game warden's gonna love you if he <laughs> happens to roll up on y'all. I said y'all got lights, and they're like, no, man, we don't got lights. I said, dude, we just had somebody get ran over by a boat like freaking not even two months ago, and uh, he didn't have a light, he didn't have PFD, and the the, the the guy died, you know. And they're like, whoa. I was like, yeah, man. I said, yeah. So. There's a lot of that out there where that uh, people are just going and getting into, you know, it's awesome. We got people getting into our sport, but you, you have to know the essentials. But you, know, you have to go and check everything out and, and get, you know, familiar with what all you're going to need on the water. You never know what can happen on the water. And yes, I surf. I surf my whole life. I've traveled Lots of places since I lived in Hawaii. I surfed big waves. I surfed big Sunset Beach. I surfed pipe, not giant pipe, but I surfed pipe. I, I mean, I surfed some good waves and big waves. Yes, my leash is on my ankle and my board is tethered to me, and that's my means of flotation. If I get separated from my board, if my leash breaks, I'm in trouble. I got to mm-hmm. swim, and that's why I can swim. I was a water 
Um, I did some water survival instruction in the Marine Corps. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com You know, I, I know how to swim. I'm a waterman. I've been around the water my whole life. So that saying you know it's like man I, I really would like to get an initiative going to where this kayak safety is pushed a little further because you know you start talking about pfds on message boards and groups and people start well i ain't gotta wear it it's yes. like making me wear a seatbelt well yeah i wear a seatbelt in the car too I well you don't a... do you wear a pfd when you surf i said no but i got a leash with my surfboard attached to me yeah, you got a flotation device uh, yeah. I, I think it's our responsibility I really do. And, yeah. and I haven't met many kayakers out there that, that are either fishing for quite a long time or in a tournament, in or out of a tournament scene that aren't willing to bend over backwards and share information yeah, and help exactly. people out so exactly. that the tragedies don't happen. So that, you know, it, all the stuff that we've learned over the years, yeah. we're, we're willing to, to share. Yeah. But I also yep. think it's it's our responsibility because you're right. There's a lot of new a lot of new growth in the sport, and they're they're yep. buying, you know, they're buying entry level entry level gear, and they may yep. not know exactly what they yep. need. Exactly. Um, I mean, just think about some of the places we fish. There's gators all over the place. So you go in and no PFD and knock yourself out. You're a floating chunk of meat. You, you yeah. know. Yeah. I mean. Oh yeah. You, there's there's. It is our responsibility to, to safely message, yeah. and it does bother me when I start seeing on the on threads and on posts that you know people are heckling other people for wearing pipes. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it goes the other way too, though. If you're if you're seeing a post that or seeing something that the guy yes. isn't wearing it, don't heckle him about it. Right. Approach it professionally. Approach yes. it reasonably, yeah. like a like a civilized person, and have a conversation with. I mean, you can't change right. anybody's mind, but right. you can. You know, at yeah, least that's like with those, I tried. those kids that morning. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I wasn't trying to force feed them anything. I was just, hey, man, y'all might need to think about this next time, or or, or mm -hmm. look into what all you need for for uh, getting on the water and staying safe on the water, because that's the main concern. We don't, I don't want to be hearing about another casualty out there on the water when when it could have been avoided. You know, with a with a light and a and a PFT and something that, you know. Uh, a float plan, um, you know, a bug out bag. I mean, this stuff's going to happen. Weather changes in Texas. If you don't like it, wait five minutes. I mean, it's it, it it's crazy. You can find yourself in some sketchy situations with the wind and the and and uh, storms popping up on you and stuff like that. I mean, stuff like that's going to happen. Weather is forecasted. It's not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Always remember that. Um, being sur a surfer, you know, my whole life, I mean, I'm basically a, a amateur meteorologist because I, I, I tracked maps. I would watch storm systems for swells. And, and that's the same thing when you flip it over to fishing. You, I look at that tidal movement and, and uh, you know, weather patterns and everything. I look at the maps and want to see what all's happening, you know, with the wind, the isobars uh, and the wind direction and speed. You know, I, I look at all of that kind of stuff, you know, so – I'm glad we, we we dove into this a little bit because it's something that, that weighs on my mind a lot is, is trying to help these uh these anglers, you know, just getting into the sport. 
oh, yeah. uh, getting into kayak fishing, you know. So um, that's what's cool. You know, Mike's a fellow uh, a fellow contributor to uh, Saltwater Angler, which is a, a, a Texas magazine. Well, it's available in Louisiana now, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we contribute some articles and stuff. And, you know, we we always are, are you know, being a part of Jackson, I do have to have my PFD on. And it's just it just rolls over from tournaments too, because in all in tournaments it's required to be on at all times. You'll get your fish de- if it's an online event and it's unzipped, you're getting DQ'd. Your fish you get DQ'd. thrown out of a you get thrown yeah. out of a kayak once, and it should make you know you shouldn't be in that situation, yeah. in my opinion, to start with. You should always have a PFD. Right. But yeah. if you get thrown out of your your kayak once, you're gonna realize how important that is really quick. Yes, uh, I mean in deep water. <clears throat> you're yeah. going to rely on it. I mean, to get yeah. gear back in and get back on, you're going to rely on that flotation. Um, you get tired real quick trying to get back into a kayak and get gear in while you're treading yep. water and trying to gather. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, in shallow water, it hurts. When you hit the bottom in eight and ten inches of water, it yeah. hurts. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, you're you're there, there's there's unlimited upside to wearing them. All yeah, well, it, also if you're in that that the back marsh areas with that silty mud, mm-hmm. and you got your PFD on and you're in a foot of water, but the mud's up to your neck. If you were yeah. to fall out, you got that PFD on. Mm-hmm. That could that could make a difference right there. Also, Absolutely. big time. Absolutely, I, and a I lot of them it. are they're designed to roll you over too. This is something yes. that a lot of people don't talk about. Yep. Good PFDs are designed to roll you over so that you're not face yes. first down. So in case right. you you hit a gunnel or you hit something on the way down and knock yourself out that pfd will roll you over so your face up and a lot of people don't think about that or talk about that but it's that's That's correct what it's made to be what it's made to do and there's so many options out there now that are comfortable um you know they they've come a long way over the years you know cook attack um makes some good stuff uh uh nrs which is what i wear a chinook um they got the rack raku um, it's a thin backed one, you know, the, the, the Chinook has the higher back with a mesh underneath that kind of don't interfere with your seat back and everything. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not as hot as some of those traditional ones that have a full back and everything. So, I mean, there's all kind of little gear pockets and little lanyard tile points for your, 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 you know, your snips and your, you know, your, your knife to go on there and your little pockets for your whistle and whatever else you want to throw in there. Yeah. yeah they've come a long way over the, the, the first one I had. <laughs> I will tell you with the inflatables, the automatic yeah. inflatables, um, you put them in your hull, make sure you're not getting any water in your hull. When oh, those yeah. things go off inside <laughs> of the hull, it, it will scare the bejesus out of you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I, I like to have my pockets. I like to have all my stuff, especially tournament fishing. You like to have, I have a lanyard for my phone where it goes and where I can pull it out and access my phone real quick to t- take my pictures, especially for bass tournaments or online, uh, like the KBF does for kayak bass fishing actually has a redfish challenge series also. Um, so, you know, it, it, I like to have all my stuff accessible. Mm-hmm. So, um, I know the, the, the self inflatables are, are a lot lighter and maybe a little bit cooler, but I don't know something about just having that, that foam. On I, me. Use, I use it when it's fun and I'm going yeah. with one or two rods and it's, it's, I don't need to worry about any of that, but you're right. Yeah. Tournament or anything that yeah. you need gear wise. It also yeah. stores all your gear for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's good to have that. Yep. Damn, damn mm-hmm. Skippy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, we talked a little bit about um, 
paddling. Let's talk a little bit mm-hmm. about some paddles, a little bit about some safety gear. It's just a little smorgasbord today, so we're going to get on into what we call a, a tackle box confessionals right here. And uh, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, we'll dive into your little tackle tray, what you have on your kayak, Mike, uh, recently. What's uh, been working the past few weeks? Like, <clears throat> some of that. I, I go with four rods, and I'm, 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 I'm pretty consistent going four rods. I have a walking top water, top water bait. I have a, uh, and that changes sp- sporadically throughout the day, color, sound, size. Um, and I have a rod that I start out with a hunchback on. Um, that rod will end up with, if nothing's going on with a hunchback, that rod will end up with a chatterbait on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, then I have a tail. And then I've got a spinning rod with a popping cork. So those are my four it's it's consistent if i can't catch fish with one of those four i'm in the wrong area and and i need to i need to go find different fish yeah need to uh, move to some uh productive water (laughs) correct (laughs) same thing and uh as far as walking base go what what are you throwing throwing some like a a spook super spook juniors spook Uh, juniors uh spook juniors uh super spooks uh one knockers um i've been kind of changed it up yeah, a lot, depending on what the fish want. <laughs> and I've been throwing a lot of uh, uh, the custom baits. I know that you're, you know, you're you're throwing salt, what salty plugger? Salty plugger, yeah. Salty Chris, Chris has been hooking Chris's it up. baits, and they they look awesome. Um, yeah. I've been throwing a lot of it available to me, um, and through Anglers Anonymous, uh, right. uh, uh, Adam's custom baits. And he's been custom. he's been cranking out some yeah some awesome looking top water baits as well. Yeah, did you um, see those ones I I put up the other day? I got him some of the the bone and this fluorescent orange bellies. Oh man, I, I can't wait to get them out there. Those they're gonna kill them. So, those white those white ones look good too. It's like a white ghost. I have bass, a, bass are gonna eat them. <laughs> I have an I have an issue with these snakeheads. Um, that I, I'm having I'm having I'm cursed with those things. I've had so many fish come up and push up behind them or smack at them and not hit them. And I mean, I've gotten I've gotten them to the point where I'm right by the side of the boat and I'm watching them look at the thing, and then they'll turn off. And it's well, just like I don't know if it's the sound or I don't know what huh. it is. But uh, you know, I don't have that. It, I think it's mental. It's me. It's 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 a confidence issue. Um, I gotta get gotta get better with those. Uh, are the the, the snakeheads are they a true one knocker or are they the ones where they have a a one ball bearing in the body and then in the head they have four little bbs so it's the four two, little bbs in the head yeah, yeah it's a little, little different one two okay. tones yep yeah got two tones it, in them. it pulls them out of the grass i mean there, there's yeah. no question you can see them come out yeah. of the grass but then they don't want to seem to commit to it so i'm uh, I'm, I'm 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 committed to we're going to make that one work because i'm a little bit stubborn <laughs> they <laughs> they eat them over here pretty good i know they do <laughs> I know. I've been crushing them on them, man. Yeah, but, but you know, he Chris does the the Spook Juniors too. He'll do the Super Spooks. He does some Skitter Walk profile baits and yep. and and paints them all up. He's actually doing plastics now. Some I he's got that. some some kick the kickbacks or the I no, I'm thinking Grande baits kickback shad. <laughs> he's got a boot tail, the boot tail shad. It looks it's like a pretty big swim bait, so it's something different. Um. You know, it's it's uh he's doing he's taking off pretty good. He's got, you know, he's pushing out some orders and stuff and getting them done. Yep. So, uh, you know, yeah. like 
that uh that white colored one though, man. I gotta get that one out there. I caught I caught some bass on it yesterday. Nice. Yeah. They came nice. up they came up and crushed it pretty good. Cause it's got uh it's got the uh the black nickel hooks on it, so this you don't really have to it'll it fares it well in, in the fresh I water. In Galveston, uh, I was in Galveston this weekend fishing, and uh, I I called out a gar with the top water, and I'm like, oh no, please no, <laughs> <laughs> no. no, 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 especially the big no. nasty ones. Ugh. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, you ever get a mouthful of those teeth and in, uh, in a two hook uh, super spook? It's a uh, it's not fun to get out. But. No, no, not at all. Uh-uh, <laughs> uh-uh. Didn't it? Uh, didn't it? Poached one of your fish off your stringer? Snatched a 22-inch trout off my stringer. We were, we were having a couple of us oh, were having a fun man. little fun tourney, and yeah. uh, we we all hung out at my buddy's house there in in uh, uh, Jamaica Beach. Oh, cool. And, uh, we we just ran out and ran, went running around Galveston Island State Park area, and yeah, uh, yeah he came. I, I it was funny. I was looking at him. I'm like, well, maybe I should try to catch him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I had thrown in the uh, thrown in a plastic, and when I twitched, he he spooked and spun and got me all wet. And he went around behind, and you know paddling him. I, I'm starting to turn, look, going, man, he's going after my fish. Boom! He Good. took that trout off that stringer so fast. And I'm like, you're kidding me. Uh, How big was he? <laughs> Probably about four, just over four, four feet. But Gosh, dang, that'd have been a good fight on the his on head. The trout. Was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, so I mean, he's, he was a good sized guard. But he, he he came out he came out of a pocket, chasing that that uh, uh, one knocker. Yeah. <laughs> so he you came out. That, I, I saw that push. Wave. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, that's a big old <clears throat> redfish. <laughs> that's what I thought. Then you know they come up to the surface. Yeah. And push, as soon as he came yeah. up to the surface, like, oh no, get away from that. <laughs> Shoot. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah, there's, we had a good bit of rain over there too. Pushed a lot of fresh water into everything, and uh, you know we got it all over here also. Um, that that uh, some some systems it affects, you know, weird with the runoff and stuff. But then some of the some of the marshes, um, and some of the sand sandy areas and stuff where all the little fiddlers are at and everything, and it, it 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 that water clears up a little bit you know i've I've had some instances like that after the rain and the redfish were all i mean it was you could taste it, it, was, it was pretty sweet and they were all up in there too they were all up in like just overflowed you know flats you know from yeah. the rain and they were just all up pushed up in there so you know they, they have no preference really they don't care <laughs> they don't care they're like it's water <laughs> you're you're your um your setup's pretty much you know I'm, I'm running about the same thing as far you know um my tackle box right now in my in my kayak what i'm taking with me you know i got a rod with a top water it could be a snakehead could be a one knocker um yeah. a holographic bone has been working really good uh what he calls a uh, uh, baby trout and uh texas croaker on the salty pluggers been 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 prime um pink and silver always a good color to go with for the trout <laughs> this time of year in the potholes and uh you know soft plastics i got a, a kato green uh <laughs> yep. depending on watercolor kato green blaze shad and then that um sbr trash it's my favorite color on, on the on, on the redfish magic i got a mm -hmm. redfish magic or chatterbait i run it you know mm -hmm. I'll, I'll throw a chartreuse chatterbait with a gold blade 
in the in the dirtier water in, in some of the bayous and stuff around where I'm targeting fish. And like you, know, you said, a hunchback every now and then, you know, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of structure, some grass lines with some little ambush points. You know, the key thing with the redfish is the ambush point. You know, they 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 like to be set up to where they can crush something. Yep. You know, you know, little indentures in the grass points. You know, little sandbar the pockets. Pockets, yeah. Stuff like it's that. Almost- it's almost time for the frogs and the creature baits and the Texas rig stuff to get back up into the. Oh yeah, when we get those higher tides coming. Yeah, I got yep. plenty of the. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The white frogs. I, I, I'm ready. Um, you know, I made some of my own inline buzz baits, and uh, they have white uh, zoom horny toads on there. I'm actually going to tie some with uh, a gold spoon on them. Nice. That'll be good. And it's they're Flipping skirted. The so a skirt and a spoon. It's a spoon with it's a weedless spoon with skirt off the back, and then it'll have the 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 double buzz counter-rotating buzz blades in front of it. Nice. Bass, bass, bass. Strike, Strike King used to make those back in the day, and I used to crush the crush bass on them in the lily pads. Um, and it was like a leopard frog colored with a yellow blade. But I got some I got some blades coming. I got some of the spoons coming. I have some black ones with black That's skirt. I have a, a gold one with chartreuse skirt. So I, I'm, all, I'm curious to see what the redfish are going to do to that. I, I, I have a feeling... I have a feeling they're going to hammer it. So, hammer. yeah, I'm gonna make some. I got a little heavier wire coming to be to uh, put in a jig and get it all twisted up and ready. And and uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to put those out there and see see how they do. I have, have to do an update on that. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, the old faithful you always got a spinning rod with a with a popping cork. Uh, either yeah, this- a uh, you know a just a plastic swim bait or or gold mana shrimp <laughs> i don't remember we talked about it last time but i've, I've run uh, um, uh junior mm-hmm. and run a 12 or 14 inch lead off the back with a yeah. uh, egw hook mm-hmm. and rig rig a soft plastic I, you know can't lure yeah rig a blazing shad weedless and you're working the top water and behind yeah. it is that you know is that plastic darting all over yeah. the place like like yeah. a jerk bait. Um, yeah it has worked really good coming along grass lines. Yeah. Uh, especially recently. This is the time of year that, that, that they work yeah. really good. I forgot what is actually called. Somebody has one out there. It's packaged. It has the lure itself, and it doesn't have any hooks in the top water, but it has the leader with the jig head. And 
Yeah. Uh, it's made by somebody down in uh, South Texas, uh, 312 Lure or something. I don't know. So I, I can't remember what it's called. When I know, I I know it's something it's, out there. Yeah, yeah, when I get top order that's absolutely beat, it'll go to it'll transition to that. So. Yeah, it does. I got a couple of those that I just can't let go of, and, and they still catch fish no matter that the half the color is ripped off the sides and, and everything. It's uh, I'm convinced every <laughs> once in a while there's a sound. Every once in a while you get a lure that just has the it's, sound. It has, I got a I got a one knocker and holographic bone that is like that, and I just mm-hmm. keep changing the i've changed hooks in that thing i guarantee over a dozen times that's how many hooks i've been through on there (laughs) and that's a key tip for everybody out there listening to those if you buy those stock uh spook juniors change your hooks four time four times hooks yeah four times you'll be heartbroken (laughs) yeah show a wheel it'll sneak up on you when at least expect well you know um all this COVID mess kind of messed up my schedule for the year. I know it affects us. You know, Mike's my uh, Redfish tournament partner. Um, we uh, we had some big plans this year, uh, yes, chase some, you know. Uh, and then with this COVID-19 crap, kind of threw a wrench in everything, everybody's plans and events, and they, you know, changed some dates and everything. So um, we got a few kicking back off we were going to talk about um, – so we're gonna get into that a little tourney talk right here so you know like i said at the beginning it's just a little smorgasbord of info in this uh episode just wanted to come and uh just have a leisurely chat and put it out there in podcast land (laughs) (laughs) so what we got coming up this weekend i know we got something coming up saturday the 23rd that's all water saltwater survival saltwater survival series 23rd yep Mr. Daniel Hayes and the guys, Nicholas Gibson and him putting this one on. Uh, that should be the Redfish Tournament. They do have a, a side pots available and everything. Well, they got a they got a big trout, a spot pot, a slam pot, and and then a big flounder <coughs> pot too, right? Some possibly. I'm not sure. Check it out. Yeah, but yeah, they uh, it's a good event. It's run out of uh, uh, San Leon. Yep. Yeah, Sunset Lounge. That's where the cat the weigh-in will be. Uh, two redfish stringer. Right? Two redfish? Yeah. Yeah. Live, 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 live redfish weigh-in. <laughs> yes. If they're not live, you get a a, a little deduction. Yeah, Yeah. so yeah, that's coming up this uh, Saturday, the 23rd. Go check them out, uh, saltwatersurvivalseries.com. You can look it up online and get the info. Go over it. They got a Facebook page. Hit them up. Go check it out. And then (laughs) the week after. That's going to be our first kickoff, right? 30th. Yeah, I should be able to fish that one. That's our saltwater salt angler, saltwater angler right. series, the one-day event for the kayaks. Um, it's a team event, $300 entry. Looking forward to that. Yep. I need Quite to go. honestly, I'm 
I'm looking Go. forward to being getting back out and seeing back out. Our, yeah, seeing a lot of our uh, uh, seeing all uh, the fishing buddies, all, our, all our friends and everything. Getting back <laughs> onto it. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to that one. They they were supposed to have one this past weekend, but the weather uh, caused them to cancel, so that got pushed back to uh, October. So it looks like we'll be making uh, a few of these events. Um, I know I started maintenance maintenance turnaround at work on the. 15th of june so i'm gonna be out of pocket for about 40 days <laughs> unless i can finagle i told him i'm finagling some time off because in uh july the 12th uh we have the ifa kayak tour coming to port lavaca and what's port lavaca hometown hometown oh, fishing it's, it's my home waters it's my home <clears throat> waters so i'm excited for that one when i saw that one on the schedule i was like oh Oh, shoot, it could be a blessing, could be a curse, but it's gonna be a fun event. <laughs> it's definitely gonna be a fun Ooh. event. Yeah, we'll see how that one pans out. Um, that's on a Sunday. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Is it a Sunday? I should have got all my third. stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Sunday the 12th, they run the boat division on Saturday. Um, and the kayak division on the Sunday. That's Sunday. what it is. Yes, Sunday the 12th. Yep. So, unless it changes, because it was scheduled for March, and then it, uh, you know, with everything happening and everything went down, it got pushed to July. They kind of rearranged their schedule everywhere. Same thing with the bass side of things. You know, start stuff starting to kick back off. You know, we got some tournaments kicking off too. Uh, you know, Cats is this weekend. Uh, kayak Anglers Tournament Series. Um, they're on Fayette this weekend. Um, I actually took off work to fish that one. Um, I would love to fish the Saltwater Survival Series, but I don't think me trying to fish over here in my area and trying to fight holiday weekend traffic. Memorial Day weekend traffic up to San Diego and Galveston. And then so get I can weigh in at 5, 6, 7 o'clock and then don't get home till 10. I have to work in the morning. I, I, I think I'd rather drive an hour and 10 minutes to Fayette and, and fish <laughs> maybe. I don't well, know. A fun we'll way. see what's going to happen. Yeah, that's I'm going in blind, way. though. I'll be going in blind. I didn't get a chance to pre-fish. Um, so we'll just see. Just kind of, you know, I don't I don't really like to fish historically from what I, this time last year. I did this really good this time last year on Fed, but things change. Uh, just have to wait and see. <laughs> see, how, see how it pans out. Who knows? I'm, I'm up in the air. I'm up in the air. You gotta let me know how how uh, that lake is always pressured. I mean, it's yeah. always oh, pressured. Yeah. There's always a tournament on it. There's two or three, heck, almost every kayak tournament we fished on it. There's well, a boat tournament yeah. or two boat tournaments two. going on at the same well, time. Well, there's some new stuff going on now. There there's people launching and going by and you know the little sun dolphins and this and that, and they're paddling around to the banks, and they're getting out and cast netting tilapia. Are you kidding me? No. Have you seen the hogs up on the bank around oh, yeah. that lake? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you see the bobcats. Bobcats. The bald, bald eagles, coyotes, whatever, everything. Yeah. There's all kinds of wildlife, but they get out and wade along the bank and are casting it in these, these, uh, these, where these beds are at for the tilapia. Man. It's like, you know, they, they got to be catching bass in there too. Absolutely. You know, I know there's been some issues, issues with them just, that's, they're out there cast net and all that stuff, so they're pretty much shutting down that area for a shallow water bite. 
Well, you know? the good thing is they probably don't go all the way across the lake or, or make the long runs. Uh, I, they're all up and down that one side from uh, Park Prairie all the way to the oh. almost to the spillway. No kidding. Yeah, to the discharge. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Man, I yep. tell you. I've been hearing some stories fun. about that. Yeah, that lake's a lot of fun. Bass drop's fun. We got a. Uh, uh, Southeast Texas on Bass Drop in June coming up. Conroe was this past weekend, right? Conroe was this past yeah. weekend. Yeah, had some good numbers turned in. Uh, I think Brandon Malley busted uh, busted 100 inches on that one. And uh, my boy Tony, uh, Tony had a big bass. Tony, Tony had big bass. Tony Sebring, my boy Jeff Isham, uh, finished in the money. Um, second place, Tim Robin. He did. Well, cast him a check. D&D guide service, good guy, good fellas right there. See, that's um, I, I, that's me. I, I live in between Lake Woodlands and Conroe. Oh, so yeah. Those are my those are my uh, freshwater uh, yeah. jaunts. I should have fished yeah, that tournament. Uh, I'm kicking myself into relationships fish that tournament. I should have fished that. We I hosted our uh, Paddle and Finn. We had a, a bracket series of tournaments um, that where all the hosts were battling it out together. And what you listeners out there in podcast land, some of y'all will know this. Um, it was uh, a bracket to fill out, just like the March Madness brackets. You know, you, you fill out your bracket, who you think is going to win. And then we have all these awesome sponsors that have gave us these. We organized these prize packs first through seventh place. And it was free to enter. It's free to enter this. And think about it. First place gets like $1,500 worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was free. So there was a couple of matchups Saturday. I fished my matchup Sunday. Luckily, I won. I'm, I'm down to the final round of the championship round. There's a loser's bracket still. So the top three from the three matchups, the three that won, we, we face all off each other in the championship round. And whoever wins there goes to the final matchup. The other two go to the loser's brackets. And they'll, um, they'll be battling it out on the loser's side of the brackets. And then whoever wins the losers brackets faces the championship round winner, which hopefully will be me. I'm trying. I'm trying to get money's there. on you, man. Money's on you. I don't know. I <laughs> hope so, man. I've been, I've been, I'm on a little roll. Got some good water. I've been fishing. Choke Canyon's been real good to me. So, um, and I get signal over there. So I think that's my next stop for the next round. So it's been fun, man. It's, it's a cool thing. It's, it's just fun. And it's live stream, so you know the pressure's on you. Your people are watching, and you know you're, you, you know, you got questions yeah. coming in your ear. You got your earbuds in. You got questions, and man, my main thing was like, don't stop fishing to talk. Just keep casting. Talk while you cast. I can multitask. There ain't no problem with that. So it's all good. But I was like, man, how cool would that would be? Because you know, there's that same things going on. With Scott Butcher from uh, Westbrook Wednesday. He's got some yeah. stuff going on. With the Five Live, Five Fish Live. Yeah. They just had a championship. Cody Milton won. Um, Jackson Ward got second. It was a good turnout, man. We had some awesome anglers over there, and that. And it was a good experience. And then, you know, I was I was throwing some bones out there. You know, Amanda Brandon from KBF was the judge, and uh, and I, I, you know, she was commenting on some stuff and this and that. And she judges a lot of the Redfish Challenge series through the KBF, mm-hmm. and I was I was like Redfish Firefly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's do do that. We need to do that. So I I would, I would like to organize some sort of a 
uh, Redfish Bracket Tournament. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Where it would well, be, be excellent. online, you know, you draw, you make the bracket, kind of like the kayak bass bracket tours doing now. There's another, there's another thing that started from this whole COVID crap. Same thing. This this guy's got a brackets north, south, east, west brackets, and these people are paired up fishing each other, and they fish down through the brackets till they face have the championship round. Um, you know, it, it's it's a cool concept, being that uh, you know the 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 main thing about tournaments was that camaraderie and that meeting up and the caps meet, having fun, having the hamburgers, hot dogs, cooking out after the weigh-in and everything, talking story, having a good time, you know? So all that was kind of nipped in the butt, you know? And it's like, man, so what can we do? So they started these brackets up. We started doing this stuff, you know, they started five live. It, it's been rolling. It's a good thing. It's, it's such a good, good for the growth for yeah. non-endemic sponsors, for non-fishing sponsors to see this, man, these guys are serious. You guys yeah. are serious. We're taking it serious, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, people also don't under they they underestimate the impact that it has on you to tournament tournament anglers are pseudo um, pseudo uh, adjusted to the fact that you know you're 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 being forced to perform in a window. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. So you know, I come from competitive shooting background, and yeah. that was the always the big thing when that buzzer went off your plan went out the window i mean it was oh yeah that inducing that stress Mm -hmm. you have to get used to being under that stress and functioning and tournament yep yep tournament guys are are one thing but then you taking it to the next level with live broadcasting of the of the kayak tournament and uh talk about putting some putting some stress on people oh yeah yeah, and that's the that same thing with surfing, surfing contests. Mm-hmm. You got 15 minutes in the heat. You're supposed to get your best three waves. You know, yep. you don't know them waves are going to come to you, and no waves the same. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. You don't know what trick, you don't know what turns you're going to be able to do on that wave. Same thing skateboarding. I can go through, okay, I'm going to do these tricks and this tricks and this trick. And, and that, that time for me to make my run in that bowl, and I go blank. But yep. you had to prepare yourself, just like. You know, I, I I can't say it enough. Mental preparation is like a huge part of tournaments, and and you know, and then added that extra pressure cooker of being live and and having to deal with streaming, and you got people asking questions on the comments, and you got people, you know, the hosts are relaying it back to you. Man, it was it's like crazy. It's crazy. And it was fun. It was <laughs> it exciting. was fun to watch. It's it exciting. Watch. It's exciting. I couldn't believe my dad I was like, man, I watched the whole thing. I was like, oh, cool. Then my wife and daughter, they were like, man, we got on there and watched it too. I said, yeah, I know it's bass, but still, it's still fun. It's fun. It's pretty dang fun. I had a good time. Good time interacting with everybody. It was really cool. So, man, dude, I appreciate you jumping on here with me tonight. Uh, kind of just uh, uh, cover all segment tonight. Just kind of all over the board. throwing some stuff out there. You know, just, just, uh, just a smorgasbord of information. That's what we're going to call it. You know what we need to do at the end at the end of the tournament season? We need to go back and I'm gonna start assembling a recap. I'm gonna recap all these major tournaments and yeah. you know, who won and what was going on and, and get a 
get an end-of-year recap put together. Yeah, we're going to try to do that. That, that sounds like a good idea. We'll do a, a end-of-the-year recap for the saltwater side. Um, I know the, I know some of the some of our hosts uh, do the, 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 the reel down mm-hmm. um, segment and, and update all the freshwater side of things. But, yeah, that's why I said uh, we're going to get some – some salt water results and all that start start getting after it on our side of things so that'll be cool to add have something to look forward to uh we got these tournaments coming up so i hope to see everybody out on the water mike i thank you for coming on with me tonight and uh thank y'all to the listeners man y'all uh man don't forget to uh to rate give us some five stars you know hit that subscribe button if you haven't already on whatever podcast platform you're listening to and we appreciate every one of you out there listening to this podcast so dustin from chasing the tide term apartment partner mike right there we wish you a fine fishing excursions coming up hope to see y'all on the water we'll catch y'all next time later peace thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on paddle in fin don't forget to go check out our website at paddle the letter n and fin.com don't forget to check out the youtube channel at paddle and fin if you got a question comment want to hear from a future guest on a future episode feel free to email us at paddle the letter n and fin at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on social media at paddle and fin on facebook and instagram shout out to our show supporters angler the angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water shout out to rocktown adventures located in northern illinois for all your kayaking camping and hiking needs trc covers protect your investment catch products shout out to catch products go to catchproducts.com and put the paddle in fin logo directly on your catch board shout out to jig masters jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent on all your jig and tackle needs through the blackwater bayous and in the dark louisiana night floats a duck camp alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of cajun cooking Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.